This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hello everyone and welcome to another super edition of BarkCast. Now this week I've been joined by a really extra special guest, the living legend that is Dr. Ian Dunbar. Now Dr. Dunbar is a world-renowned veterinarian, animal behaviorist and dog trainer And he's also authored numerous books, produced loads of DVDs, and he's also the founder of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. And over the past 35 years, Dr. Dunbar has given thousands of seminars around the world for dog trainers and veterinarians in an effort to popularize off-leash puppy socialization classes and temperament modification, and also to create both owner and dog-friendly dog training methods. Now, I've personally known Ian for over a decade, and I can attest that as well as his amazing credentials, he is also an absolute blast. We have had a lot of fun times together. So it was just super fun having him on the podcast this week as we talk about all things puppies, puppy socializations, and training. Dr. Ian Dunbar, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, mate. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, as we were just saying, it's been a long, long time since we've had a catch up. I don't know why we haven't done this done this before. Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> it's well that Zoom has um yeah, I mean it's socially it's been good too. And that's a really good use for it, you know, families chatting to each other. It's so natural and you can um wander around the kitchen, cook, like talking to people and they're all over the world. I did a couple of reunions on Zoom. Um, well, I, was, I went to UK twice last year, which oh, man, that was a that was a That's hassle fun. in terms of forms. But I went to my fifty-year Royal Vet College reunion. Oh wow! And we had a Zoom going at dinner. You know, we'd all been drinking to the folks that didn't make it. That was kind of fun. It's interesting you bring up Zoom as a topic because that's something over the last couple of years that's been a not just used for sort of family reunions and connections, but also just in terms of doing our own jobs. A lot of this has now been sort of pushed online. And yeah. in terms of our realm, in terms of dog training, dogs and puppies and what have you, a lot of people have moved to doing their classes online, which just creates a lot of benefits in terms of the immediacy we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also quite a few drawbacks. So I just wanted to sort of pick your brain and kind of get your view in terms of Zoom and not just online training in general as to the, the, the pros and cons in both and how that might be useful for people. Yeah, I mean, well, the obvious thing, you aren't there, the dog's not there, and you can't pet it. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a big drawback. But th- there are a couple of really big um, pros. One is, of course, your clientele is now worldwide mm-hmm. instead of Phuket-wide. But also we found a significant advantage with our PK classes, our puppy kindergarten, that we, as uh, I don't know whether your viewers know or not, but before I started serious puppy classes, you couldn't get a dog in class till he was six months to a year old, and it was all on leash, you know. Then I came up with this idea from the research I did of off-leash puppy training classes starting at three months. And that's really cool because you can see all the incipient problems then before mm-hmm. they happen. So big things like biting children and dog-dog reactivity don't happen because we pick it up week one, 
solve it by the end of week one. And then the dog's off and running because the, the whole point of early socialization is it's not like you've been puppy class apps, it's a dumb deal. It changes your puppy now to be more outward looking because you've got two types of dogs. You've got, you know, my breeds like, you know, pits and malamutes. They'll socialize with anyone today. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow they'll be more likely to socialize yeah. with more people. Yeah. But your breed, shepherds, they're the opposite. You know, all the shepherd dogs, sheep dogs, the the Asian breeds, you know, keepers, shebas, chow chows, they don't like socializing with people they don't know at a very early age. Yeah. So they don't. So they're less likely to socialize the next day. Yeah. So the, the whole point about puppy class is developmental. And once you get them going, you can then do puppy two off leash. And then you're doing adolescent classes off leash. Then you're doing adult classes off leash. Where, of course, you can teach so much and so much that owners want because they live with their dog off leash. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when, when Kelly um, got in charge of the syllabus, she said, we're going to wind the clock back to eight weeks. So we did this puppy K class. Well, you know, being a vet, I was a little worried about, well, we've got to carry them in. And although it's a pretty safe place to be even though they don't have good immunity yet, you know, to Pavo and, and stuff. So we, we did it. It was highly successful. And it just it changed the puppies amazingly. So when they came into Puppy 1, they had a lot of social savvy yeah. in terms of bigger bully dogs or, you know, scared dogs and what have you. Anyway, March the 13th, we shut down 25 branches, boom, just like that. That was in uh, 2020. And within three weeks, Kelly had got all the classes up and running on Zoom. Puppy one and puppy two and adult. I mean, it, it, they were difficult to do because yeah. you you don't have a wide angle lens to take in 10 puppies playing. But the puppy K, this was a gold mine because we could see inside their home and straight away would go, oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you put the indoor toilet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've got got a dog door and you expect your puppy to go through it, be outside on his own. So when you look inside the household, straight away, week one of Puppy K, we could say, oh, you want to change this around a bit. You want this here. You want this there. And um, no, your puppy shouldn't be running around. Did you read the book? Yeah. (laughs) You know, the first four weeks, total confinement, unless you're. Every hour on the hour, taking him out to go pee on cue. Yeah. So now he eliminates on cue, and then you play with him and train him. Then yeah. back in the crate where the stuff come. That if he's getting freedom now, you will progressively confine him the older he gets, and that's not fair. No. Much better totally confine him now so he learns to settle down quickly for lengthy times, not to bark, not to chew things, you know, and to pee on cue then he can have total freedom of house and yard for life. So we actually found with PK, it was so useful that now we're up and running again. We have very few puppy K classes live. They're still on Zoom because seeing in the home, in in, in just five seconds, it tells you so much how they're screwing, which you would never gather in a class, you know? Well, not only that, and I also find the... One of the important aspects from a, a training perspective is to try and be, there's two things. One is I want to be a little bit more hands-off. I want to, because the owner's the one that's got to do the work. 
They've got mm-hmm. to do it. If I'm, if you're, if you're distance, if you're doing this online, there's no way I can get involved. You have to, as an owner, just take hold and and, and do yeah. what you're being told, which makes it a little bit easier in that respect. So, because they have to sort of buy into the process and sort of follow it through. And you're right. I like the idea of when you've got everyone in the room together, you're seeing a certain picture, but when you see them at their own home, it tells you so much more that otherwise perhaps wouldn't be said. Yeah. I mean, you didn't know there were nine other dogs there, three cats, a lizard, and three kids yeah. running around yeah. with the puppy at all times. You didn't know that a husband just sits in his chair all day long, drinking and watching TV, yeah. but then it suddenly becomes obvious why the dog doesn't like the husband. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's boring, you know. No, it, it's, it, it, it does have certainly pros to the point that with puppy kindergarten, it makes sense now to just do it on Zoom. And that way, suddenly your little training, you know, organization in the Bay Area for us and Phuket for you is worldwide. I mean, we, probably half of our people were outside of California when we went on Zoom. We had clients from uh, Germany, Japan, Australia, all in the same class. And that was fascinating for the people. There are a lot of friendships made there. We'll that. That's brilliant. In terms of at a puppy level as well, uh, this, this might transfer to, to older dogs, but generally for a puppies, a lot of it is us talking to an owner. And we're, we're, we're basically mm-hmm. training an owner, getting them to understand the dynamics here. So we're not physically necessarily having to do it with the dog and show them with the dog. It's more about a, the environment that they're working within and having the owner understand why the dog is behaving in a certain way. And as such, like you say, we don't actually have to physically be there for that. No, we, we actually, years ago, 15 years ago, I had a Japanese protege came over and I had to go to 50 different puppy schools and she was doing time and motion study. And one datum that we looked at was what length of time did people in an off-leash puppy class spend sitting on their chairs with their puppy on leash listening to the trainer processize or lecture, you know, and it was shocking, 50 to 75%. And, um, and the 50% was actually in serious. And although that was the best percentage, I was appalled because we've always billed ourselves as it's 55 minutes off leash. The only time to put the leash on is to teach on leash walking. So then um, I said, no talking in class. Anything you want to say, tape it. We'll put it on the website. Any demo you want to do, no demonstrations. Of course you can do it. You're a trainer. It proves nothing. If it's an educational demonstration, video it. We'll put it on the website. And in class, owner is training their dog for 55 minutes. And if they can't do it, you talk them through it. No, no, no. Come here, sit, take the collar, get the treat. Remember, come sit, collar, treat. Come sit, collar, treat. Why? So you could grab the collar if you needed to, and, or if you reach for the dog, he doesn't dash off. And so now all demos, all information, it's all online. And, and because we're lucky there, because uh, we've got, oh, God, we give them four books and about five videos for free. You never, ever say to anyone, Things like, well, you shouldn't have got a percentage. Yeah. Or why do you get a border collie yeah. living inside? Yeah. They have a border collie. They live in an apartment. It is your job to teach them Make how that to work. Yeah. No. In the quickest, easiest, the most effective way. 
because, you know, we all make amazingly dumb choices in life. And especially when choosing, you know, a lifelong human companion or a dog. Mm -hmm. It's all, you think about it, it's all based on the three C's. What is it? Uh, coat, color, confirmation, and cuteness. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, you know, ask someone to marry you because you say, we're in a very intelligent you know, discussion about philosophy. <laughs> you say, so they glance across the crowded bar and, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's the same with puppies. Oh, he's cute. Yeah, his behavior is, is totally at odds with your lifestyle, but we'll do it. And that to me is the power of a trainer. When you can take a basset and turn it into the quickest recaller mm. on this planet, then you realize how powerful these dogs are and they run from the front. They yeah. pull from the front. They don't push from behind like, say, shepherds do. And they can accelerate off the mark so fast that in about five yards, they're ahead of a border collie. But then the border collies and the greyhounds take over, you know. And you're going to pick a, let's say, Belgian Malinois oh, border collie cross and you're going to turn it into the calmest dog in your yeah. apartment. Yeah. You can turn it on and say, all right, let off steam. Let's bounce. Let's do jazzercise in the room or on the walk. Or let's play ball or let's play tug. But when I say, get your calm, go to your couch, settle. Boom. Yeah. And that to me is what a trainer is all about. Not someone who says, right, I'm competing in obedience. I'll get a golden or a border collie. Or I'm competing in ring sport, I'll get a Malinois. Mm. Or, you know, no, I mean, picking, or, you know, I, I, I want to shoot, so I'll get a gun dog. Yeah. You know, I love to see poodles. Well, poodles are gun dogs, actually. Yeah. I love it when people get the stupidest breed imaginable and we make a success out of it. Yeah. And that's what training is about. And, of course, that's what puppy training is all about. Because mm. the earlier you do it, um, what is it a friend of mine said? Um, yeah, Julie Case, an amazing trainer, worth Googling, Julie Case. And when you see her videos, it will blow your mind. And she says, um, uh, biology gives us a puppy, we make the dog. And, and that's my philosophy, you know, my my quote is always um the puppy is parent of the dog like the child is father of the man you know w, w yeah. word worth and basically it's what you do in infancy with neonates and young puppies um that's what decides what the dog's going to be that this dog is going to be trustworthy and bomb proof around children i, I always um, find it the, the, the bit of a disconnect particularly when i'm dealing with parents because, uh, like you mentioned earlier, we, we often see that puppies from day one are just given freedom of the house, go where they want, do what they want, left to their own devices and all of this. Whereas the owners of these dogs also have children. And when they had children that was just starting to crawl and walk, it was eyes on the prize the whole time. You don't let mm -hmm. a baby just go anywhere. You're watching it. You have cots. You have play pens. All these things that all of a sudden are detrimental to a puppy. How does that compute? And I, I can never get my head around how they how they can see that disconnect. I think when it comes to a number of things, and children and puppies spring to mind, there are a couple of other topics, but I 
I never talk about them in public because <laughs> it, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, it, politics and religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, when it comes to children and pets, logic just leaves the room. Yeah. In many cases, um, it reminds me of what's that poem, Edward Lear, and all the sense I once possessed went completely out of my head. Was it the jumblets? And it really is. And you take a very intelligent person. And Mimi, my, my first wife, um, did research on this, uh, on cognitive domains. And she worked with Nobel Prize winners. But she asked them a common sense question. Like one of them, I remember it was, you're driving in your car and it stops. What do you do? They couldn't answer that question. They couldn't say, check the fuel gauge. Check the fuses back in the days when we used to check fuses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to a house and ask to use their phone to call. Yeah. AA, <laughs> yeah. you know? And and so people's brains have these little domains, these little pockets, and they can be amazingly intelligent here. And that could be street smarts or they're a math genius or, or what have you, but amazingly stupid in, <laughs> in other things. And, and I have a great sort of empathy for people with this because most people are blatantly stupid when it comes to puppets. They'll say the silliest of things, but what gets me is buttons and technology. And you see, when I grew up to press a button, that, that's a big thing. There yeah. weren't many buttons around. Today's generation is so used to click on it, didn't work, click here, click there. Yeah. I dare do that with my computer. <laughs> you know, especially when I'm filling in a form or buying something online. I, I think everything will break down and I'll get into trouble or, or something. <laughs> like order an elephant instead of uh, in yeah. underwear. Um, but it is. Most people, and, and a great way to explain it to them is to use a human analogy. Yeah. When Jamie went to this um, like preschool thing, and the teacher there was amazing. This was a very intelligent woman. It was a Montessori class. And I went to pick up Jamie once, and she said, oh, you want Jamie? Hang on a minute. And all the kids are playing outside, 30 children, right? And she went outside, and she did this. That's all she did. And a little girl here sees her and goes, <gasps> and she does that, like this. And all her friends see it, and they do that. I'm not kidding. Within 30 seconds, all the children had seen this sign and had formed a big semicircle in front of her, sitting on the ground with their legs crossed and their arms in their lap. And th this signal is actually rabbit ears. Rabbit ears, I mean. yeah, yeah. Please come and listen, right? And I thought, wow, now that is training. Forget yeah. this dog stuff. That's rubbish. But... <laughs> Well, she enrolls in puppy class, golden retriever. And so Jamie said, oh, Dad, Susan's got a puppy and she's coming to class. Um, do you think I could watch the class? I said, sure, Jamie. You know, he'd often go down and watch three classes on a row, you know, sitting on the counter doing homework and stuff. So anyway, <laughs> we start the class. I said, right, before we start, any questions? She puts her hand up. And there's times in life where you think, I can't wait to hear Yeah, this. I know it's coming, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a real dumbo one. So I said, yes, Susan, you have a question. I said, yes, how do we stop the puppy from running between the plates on the dinner table when we eat? And I said, well, <laughs> um, let me ask you a question, Susan. How can I stop Jamie from running between the plates on the dinner table when we eat? And she said, well, don't, don't forget them. I said, oh, better yet. 
don't let him get up. I said, yeah. precisely. Yeah. And that's what I would do with your puppy. Yeah. In fact, when you're eating, I would say, puppy, on your bed, in your crate, and here's a Kong stuffed with food. Yeah. You know? But it, it's some things they say, and the one that gets me, I remember I said, this was Kelly's um, saying that I started my TED talk with it, so I took the credit for it, that <laughs> dog training is the only profession where you've studied for years, you've learned all this stuff, and you're a professional, yet your clients will totally disagree with your face. Yeah. And they'll say things like, oh, no, 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 I've had a dog all my life, and I'll tell you, I just, I kick you, I give him a good kick. When he's bad, you, you wouldn't have a cardiologist say, you know, you wouldn't say to a cardiologist, <laughs> I've had a heart all my life. My name's on Archer's Art Blocks. You know? <laughs> but it, it, it really is. And it's what makes it such a glorious profession that, yeah, you know, we, we, we like dogs. We love dogs. You know, they're fun. They're cool. And there'll always be one that challenges you. But it's the people that are just amazing. Yeah. And, they make me laugh, and I spend a lot of time smiling, nodding my head, and I, I, I say things like, well, that's one way to do it. Yeah, or, absolutely. And how did that work for you? Yeah, quite. <laughs> if you were going to give people a couple of tips or advice on either before, if we those select few people that ask before they get a puppy, what sort of things should they consider before getting a dog? Perhaps more pertinently, for those that haven't done the, the requisite homework and now have the puppy, what sort of things should they start thinking about straight away off well, the mark? Whether it's immediately before, a long time before, or immediately after, I would suggest they read um, my books before you get your puppy and after you get your puppy. So sort of written for that purpose. They're very short and nitty-gritty. tells you exactly what to expect because that's where owners fail. They see a cute puppy. They don't understand in just three months, he's going to be an adolescent, out of control, over the top, big, long legs, knocking everything over, eating everything, peeing everywhere, mouthing the kids, you know, and the fan, and so on. So it will tell you exactly what to expect and how to raise your puppy so this doesn't happen. The second piece of advice is um, go to a puppy class, watch afterwards talk to the owners who have a puppy that you would like mm. so um, say if you decide to get a rotty then call up a puppy trainer say do you have any rotters in class ask if they can watch the class and personally i wouldn't attend the training class unless i've watched it beforehand mm -hmm. so we welcome anyone to come and watch because they, they like it and they spread the word. And yeah. If we're not doing a good job and can't get them to sign up after watching us train, then they'll probably drop out after two weeks anyway, you know. But owners with puppies have the way of telling the truth. So it's no good going to a rotty breeder. They'll tell you all sorts of silliness. Yeah. Oh, these are noble, loyal dogs. I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, let's be real. It's a dog. And depending on how you raise it, it could be noble and loyal or it could be a downright menace. <laughs> yeah. But when you talk to the owners, they will tell you exactly what they're going through. They didn't sleep for one week. I'll tell you that. Well, we can set it up so you sleep from the very first day. You follow the instructions. You do need two people 
one goes to bed very late, one gets up very early. Very early, so, yeah. And how to get the puppy to fall asleep in his crate and all stuff like that. You know, we, we teach you that. But the owners will tell you the truth and then get your hands on that puppy and work it. No different from buying a car. I only know one person in the world I've met who's bought a car without driving it, and that's Gina. I don't believe it. She bought it because it was midnight blue, the new Ford Bronco. And I said, did you test drive it? She said, no. Well, I drove it home. Yeah. <laughs> of course you test drive a car, right? Yeah, to see right. how it feels. Well, of course you should test drive a puppy to, to find the feel hmm. of a Jack Russell, you know, or a, a Mastiff or a, a, a Lurcher. It'll all be different. Or a Basset. There's nothing a Bassett can do that actually doesn't make you laugh. I'm just just going to say exactly the same thing. They're just brilliant. Yeah, I love them. And so test drive, um, I would say a couple of puppies and five adults of the dog you like, and they'll teach you so much, yeah. so quickly, that no breeder will ever tell you and no book will ever tell you. And so I think it's very important to remember that all trainers are different. Um, you want one that's better than average, at least, or I usually want, when I'm looking at a professional, the very best. best way to do that is go and look. Does it sit right for you? And are you watching dogs being trained? Are you watching problems being solved? That barking dog, does he shush on cue now? Well, he should do. He's been in class barking for 55 minutes, for heaven's sake. And again, that that for me is always the big ticket. If, if you can see the dogs progressing and changing, something's going right. Yeah, my big thing, my latest thing now is we, we quantify everything so that we can actually measure behavior change and we can measure the speed of behavior change. Because I want trainers to talk in a different way and I want them to say, well, what do you get at the end of your puppy class? And say, well... In the exam, the the pass is um, 30 seconds stand stay, one minute sit stay, three minutes down stay, uh, a position change sequence, verbal cues only, sit down, sit, stand down, stand, at 90% response reliability percentage. And then we go, wow, can I watch your classes? Oh, oh God, I do much better than that. You know, so we know <laughs> who to listen to to learn because – what I love about dog training is you, you, you never master it, yeah. which makes the term master trainer a pretty dumb one. You know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fair there's one. always that dog. Actually, we're living with one at the moment, dog in training called Captain, that teaches you a lot of stuff. <laughs> yep, what you did has worked on most dogs in your life, but not with this one. And, and that's when you sit back then and you puzzle it and you think it through. And you really learn and make a quantum leap. And so every dog in the future you're going to lay your hands on is better for that one dog that challenged you. No, absolutely. I, I'd agree with that. And we're definitely going to have to do this again. There's a few other topics in particular, nutrition being one topic in particular I'd like to sort of pick your brains about. Um, and there's a few others. So if you don't mind, I, I definitely... No, actually, have a, a few something more I was very interested in at college and as a vet, you had to take nutrition and everyone hated it. I loved it, and I, I really took it seriously, and it's one of my reading topics now. When I buy a book, I'll often buy a nutrition book to see, just to keep up and stuff, you know, enjoy that. 
So no, we're, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call it short for for this particular pod today. But I would definitely like to do a couple of series. Um, oh yeah, at some point in the future, maybe in a, in a couple of weeks or something, just to add in. Um, um, yeah. I, I've got a list of topics I could run through with you. Russell, mate, thank you. No, thank you so much for doing this, mate. Much appreciated. Um, and we'll definitely be in touch in the near future and do this all over again. Cheers, buddy. Catch you soon. Cheers, Bye. 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 If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out K9 Point Academy. That's K9PointAcademy.com or go to Facebook and search K9 Point Academy. Barkhouse was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.